all of these are pointing towards the same thing, uh, spinning our wheels and getting wrapped around the axle about the fact that something happened. And it's hard not to react. I've got red buttons all over me ready for triggers, especially around politics and things like that. But when things happen at work, the person who can get to sane faster, the person who can get to emotional maturity and emotional intelligence faster, who can talk themselves off the ledge faster, is the person who has the power in every conversation. Welcome to the Rising Leader Podcast, where being a high achiever doesn't necessarily equate to being an effective leader. Let's check to see if you're in the right place. If you're rising through the ranks of your organization so fast that your leadership skills need to grow as fast as your responsibilities, you're in the right place. If it seems you need different skills to lead your team or lead from within a group of talented, competitive peers, you're in the right place. If you're looking to become a trusted advisor to the CEO, you are definitely in the right place. So now that we know that you're in the right place, enjoy today's conversation. Before we begin, I have something for you. Have you not read Only Tens 2.0 yet? If you've been listening to the show, my guess is you have read it. Would you like to give away a copy to someone you care about, someone who's struggling with time and energy management, someone who needs to focus on the important things? Well, if you go to markjsilverman.com, click on the red resource buttons, we have put a free copy of Only Tens 2.0 for you to download, and you can upload it onto your electronic device of choice. I hope you enjoy. Do you want to be right or do you want to be happy? We're going to start today's conversation with some nausea-inducing cliches. Do you want to be right or do you want to be happy? How about this one? When you argue with reality, you only lose 100% of the time. Byron Katie, when you argue with reality, you only lose 100% of the time. Let's go to AA. Acceptance is the key to my serenity. Acceptance is the key to my serenity. That doesn't mean we're giving approval to what happens. It doesn't mean that it has you know our thumbs up. Oh my God, great, this is happening. It means that we're not arguing. It means we're not spending our time trying to deal with the fact that something has happened and it shouldn't have. Another Byron Katie saying is, how do we know something should have happened? Because it did. Nothing you're going to do about it. So everything happened the way it was supposed to happen. It's been happening that way for 13.8 billion years. Every molecule, every atom, every every interaction of every chemical and every organism has happened to make this moment possible. So if we argue with it, we're leaking energy, we're leaking power, uh, we're distracted. Michael Singer in Living Untethered says, you don't have to be strong, you need to be wise. Don't have to be strong, you need to be wise. We'll put these in the show notes so you can remember them. But all these, all these are pointing towards the same thing. Uh, spinning our wheels and getting wrapped around the axle about the fact that something happened and it's hard not to react. I've got red buttons all over me ready for triggers, especially around politics and things like that. But when things happen at work, the person who can get to sane faster, the person who can get to emotional maturity and emotional intelligence faster, who can talk themselves off the ledge faster, is the person who has the power in every conversation. Now, you may get furious and angry. Have you ever been in a political conversation where someone says something that's obviously wrong? but they're calm about it. 
they're quoting people who are lying or saying something. You know, you just know that they're lying, they're wrong, and they're just listening to the wrong sources and you listen to the right sources. By the way, I'm talking from personal experience here. <laughs> this is this is how I have handled it in the past uh, when they're just speaking calmly and I'm just starting to yell and start get all animated and starting to sweat because I just can't believe that they think this and they think this is the truth. Who has the power in the conversation? Right. I remember my son, uh, Zach, real smart, smart kid, smart kid, emotionally intelligent <laughs> from uh, the womb. I would be having conversations with him about anything. And he'd say, but why, dad? Can you explain to me? You know, can you give me the reasons for that? And he's always calm and always asking questions. When he got a little older and he would start to talk about guns or anything, you know, he, he questioned everything and, and, uh, and he would hit nerves and he would always say, can you give me your best argument? And I, I would try to explain to him context and history and things like that. And he's looking at everything fresh. And I would go crazy uh, going, it just, it just is. Who had the power in that conversation? So when you're at work, when you're in the boardroom, when you are with your team, when you're out with a customer and something happens and you get triggered and uh, you just cannot believe that this happened, who has the power in the conversation and who do you want? So for me, ego is the problem with everything. We are constantly have a radar out in the world looking for where we've been slighted, where we haven't gotten respect, where someone took credit for something that we did, uh, where someone was wrong. You know, uh, have you ever been wrongly accused of something? You know, someone, someone has said, you know, you did this because of this reason. And you know that that's not the case. And you just can't convince anybody that it's different, right? We are egos uh, and and those demands on the world, how we think things should be or shouldn't be, how we want them, how, how, you know, how we manipulate them to be. That's the problem. That's the cause of all our problems, right? So I always ask, if you couldn't have the thought, I should have gotten credit for that, how would you act? This comes directly from Byron Katie's The Work, a great book to read. You know, if you couldn't have the thought that they should respect you, how would you be? And the answer always is, like, I can't have the thought. I can't, I can't, that thought wouldn't enter my mind that they should show me respect. Well, I'd be, I wouldn't be thinking about them at all. I'd be going about my business. I'd be, I'd be in that exactly, right? If you couldn't have the thought that they shouldn't have gone this direction with this initiative, even though it doesn't affect my division at all, and it's got nothing to do with me, it's just wrong and nobody listened to me. If you couldn't have the thought that they should have listened to you, what would you be doing? Well, I'd go back to work and pay attention to my stuff and let them make the mistake. Exactly, right? Do you want to be right or do you want to be happy? Do you want to be right or do you want to be effective? So if you can, if you can let go and you can, you know, the faster again, you can get to groundedness. So you always take deep breaths. When anything happens, when someone gives you feedback, instead of reacting, take a deep breath and say, thank you. Thank you is a complete sentence, just like no is, but thank you is such a great sentence when someone's giving you feedback, when someone's saying, saying something to you. The next thing you can do, if you still need a little time, is you can repeat back from what you heard. So what I heard you saying is this and this and this, or what I take from what you're saying is this. And now you, now you have time to respond, right? Now you can say, great, I heard you. And then they relax. And you can say, now I see it this way. But if you can take that time to pause, to say thank you, to take a deep breath, you're already ahead in the situation. So remember, 
your ego is being buffeted around by whether you're good enough, whether you're not good enough, whether people see it, whether people don't see it. Are you where you need to be in your career? Are you not where you need to be in your career? Were you at the right meeting? Were you at the right party? Uh, did you go golfing when you should have? All those things are going on in your head. And if, and if, you, and if you, you say they're not, uh, I think you're lying because uh, all of us, we're social creatures and we want to we wanna be in the hierarchy of things. But if you can let go of your ego, if you can let, if you can watch it do those things that it does, and you cannot take the bait, you will have the power in your actions. You will have the power in your decision-making. You will have the power in your conversations, and you will have more power in your influence. You will have traction while other people's wheels are spinning. So do everything that you can to practice getting grounded, getting centered, Thank you again is a complete sentence. It's a game changer. I watched uh, an executive do that uh, over and over in a leadership meeting. Uh, he was former military. And every time someone said something, he said, thank you. And at, one, at first I thought, wow, how polite and, and, and formal. And I really, I thought that was really charming. But then I saw the beauty in, it gave him an opportunity to absorb what was happening. And then he would repeat back what people said to him. Again, that gave him time for his body, for his thoughts to gather to everything so that he could respond in a much more powerful manner. So you can do those things also. Thanks for taking the time to listen. I hope this was helpful. I love you a ton. Have a great rest of the day. Thank you for joining today's conversation. If you got value, please share the episode, give us a thumbs up, write us a review. And if there's a topic you'd like us to cover or a question that you have, send them my way. Look forward to connecting on the next episode of the Rising Leader Podcast.